SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap on a Tuesday evening. I am Brad Brown. Thank you for joining us tonight and thanks to, to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be joined by one of the newest members of the Proteus squad ahead of the ODI series against India, Kaya Zondo. The uh, Dolphins captain going to be chatting to us this evening. He's just finished his first practice with the Proteus. Uh, tell us all about that tonight as well. Uh, we'll be chatting transfer windows. Uh, it closes tomorrow night. Chad Clayt from kickoff.com going to be chatting to us about some of the big moves domestically. And we'll also hear about uh, the Commonwealth Games squad that was announced today. And that is our top story. Saskok named that team that will represent South Africa at the 2018 Gold Coast Commonwealth Games in Australia in April. Team South Africa will do battle across 16 sporting codes, including athletics, badminton, bowls, boxing, cycling, including mountain biking, road and track, gymnastics, hockey, netball, rugby, seven shooting, table tennis, triathlon, weightlifting and wrestling. The men's sevens rugby team will only be announced at the end of February. Other team sports will see women's rugby sevens, men's and women's hockey sides and the women's netballers in action, while there are also team disciplines in track, cycling and triathlon. Aquatics is the biggest sporting code in terms of numbers, 28 athletes selected, athletics and cycling both featuring 18 Meanwhile, sprint legend Usain Bolt believes that South African Wade Funikat and Akani Simbini can dominate the world of sprinting. Both athletes trained with Bolt in Jamaica prior to the Rio Olympic Games. The sprinting world is looking for a new hero post-Bolt era, and he believes Simbini and Funikat could be it. Well, I've said that many times that uh, Van Eekirk is going to be uh, one of the greats. He's proven himself over and over again. And every time I talk to him, he tells me he wants to be a sprinter. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully he's on a speedy recovery. And Sabine, I texted him today and he was saying he's going to try to, to see me. So we'll see what happens. But these guys are great. I've seen the talent that they have. And I just watch and just be amazed. So yeah. Funikak won gold in the 400 metres in Rio and World Champs, as well as the silver in the 200 metres at the World Champs in London, while Sambini finished fourth in the 100 metre final at the Rio Olympic Games. Bolt also believes that another SA sprint sensation, Anaso Jobodwana, can conquer the world if he is dedicated and committed. Jobodwana finished third behind Bolt at the World Championships in Beijing in 2015. The 25-year-old Eastern Cape-born athlete has been plagued by injuries over the last few years. With me, everything is all about uh, dedication and, and hard work. Uh, I always try to tell everyone that if you want to be the best, you got to train to be the best. So if you push yourself and push yourself, I'm sure the coach tell you, every day they try to find different ways to be better and to be great and know that's why you guys are, are champions, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's all about being focused, working for all you want and just keep your eye on the prize and it's, it's not an easy road, that's one thing. A lot of people feel like it's it's just easy. They see me on TV and they go, oh, it looks easy. It's not. It's a lot of hard work. So just work hard and be dedicated. On to cricket, A.B. de Villiers has been ruled out of the first three momentum one-day internationals against India due to a finger injury. De Villiers sustained the injury to his right index finger during the third test against India and will require two weeks to make a full recovery. The Cricket South Africa medical team hopeful de Villiers will recover in time for the fourth ODI. That's the pink one at the Bidvest Wanderers on Saturday, the 10th of February. Selectors have opted not to name a replacement. The first match of that series gets underway at Kingsmead on Thursday. The first momentum one-day cup set 
semi-final is underway at Supersport Park in Centurion. The Warriors uh, winning the toss and uh, sending the Titans into bat, and they dismissed the Titans for 230 in the 50th over. The Warriors going along very, very nicely. They are 107 without loss. They need 124 runs of 34 overs with 10 wickets still in hand. Meanwhile, the ICC has rated the Wanderers' stadium pitch for the recent test against India as poor. The rating means the Wanderers have now received three demerit points. In football news, former England captain David Beckham was officially awarded a Major League Soccer franchise in Miami yesterday. Beckham says decision on the team name and colours, which uh, have not been made yet and will involve the fans in Miami. We've already said that we want this to be the city of Miami, the people of Miami's team. So we want to involve the people of Miami. We want to involve the, 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 the fans from day one so they have the opportunity to name their team to pick their colours and that's what's important to us and that's why we haven't announced everything today because there's enough to say in the the announcement that we've said now a couple of weeks time we'll announce the colours a couple of weeks time we'll announce the name but the people will be part of that in transfer news, Manchester City have signed French defender Amarek Laporte from Athletic Bilbao until 2023. Three matches look forward to in England this evening. Crystal Palace travel to the London Stadium to play West Ham. Swansea welcome Arsenal and Liverpool are away to Huddersfield Town. Rugby news, the Blitzbox have announced that Carl Brown will lead the South African Sevens team for the Hamilton leg of the HSBC World Sevens Series in the absence of regular captain Philip Sneeman, who returned home due to injury. And finally, in MotoGP news, Jorge Lorenzo topped the timesheets on the final day of MotoGP testing in Malaysia today, emerging as the fastest ever MotoGP rider at the Sepang Circuit on a crash-filled day. Despite a crash in turn 15, the Spaniard beats uh, Honda Mark Marquez's record that was set in 2015. This year will be the first time that MotoGP racing will feature 19 rounds. It all gets underway on March the 18th. Coming up next here on SAFM, We'll chat some cricket. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is South Africa's news and information leader, SAFM, and uh, some more cricket to look forward to following the test series between the Proteas and India. The one-day series about to get underway. First match taking place this coming Thursday. We join now by a man who's been roped into that squad, uh, Kaya Zondo. Kaya, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for your time. Hi, how are you doing? Fantastic. Not as good as you. Congratulations on the call-up, first of all. Uh, must be must be pretty rewarding to, to be acknowledged for the hard work you've put in domestically and uh, with an opportunity now to, to, to show what you can do on, on, or at, at the highest level. Thank you very much. Yeah, it is, uh, it is rewarding. Um, it's been a while and I've uh, worked hard. I've just given my best at uh, franchise level for the Dolphins and it's just nice uh, to get rewarded with the call-up. Uh, looking and coming into the squad off the back of a off the back of a, a pretty impressive Test series win, although we didn't win the last game, and there has been a bit of change of personnel between the the Test side and, and the One Day side. Uh, the squad must be full of confidence going into this one against India. Yes, no, I had my first training with the guys, and uh, they're very um, they're very happy. Uh, they put a lot of energy. The guys are executing their skills well. Uh, you can see that the guys are ready to go. And uh, they obviously just want to get onto the field and uh, entertain South Africa and obviously win this uh, one ODI series. You've obviously been watching the Test Series, so have seen sort of the danger that, that India poses. 
Do, do you think they, they? I mean, two two nil. The, the first two test matches, it was the key moments that South Africa really dominated. Do you think it's going to be a lot, a lot closer in the in the one days as it was in the test series? Yes, I think it will. It will. Um, I think the pitches are going to be slightly better friendly, so it will. It will bring the team slightly closer together, and they're they're a strong one day side as well. Um, so definitely, I think it'll be a very um, closely contested series. Looking at uh, sort of your, uh, sort of what you're hoping to get out of out of this series, like you said, it's uh, not your first foray into into the process. You've been involved before, and it's been a while since you've you've received a call up. Uh, what what are you expecting? I mean, what, what what's been conveyed to you? Are, are you there basically just as a, as a member of that squad, or are you going to get some game time in the series, Kai? Yeah, I think if the opportunity opens up for me to play, then. Um then I'll get the chance, but you can never say. I mean, obviously, um, I'm new in the team, and the team is very strong. Uh, so, you know, if the opportunity comes up for me to play, then I'll then I'll get my chance. Um, so, but I've just got to wait and bide my time, like any new player that walks into the squad, and uh, see what opportunities come up. And then when they do come up, then make sure that I use them to the best of my ability. Absolutely, and and as a youngster growing up in South Africa, watching cricket and, and playing the game, this must be a dream come true. I mean, you look at some of the other other players in the squad, and and I think of of someone like Lungi and Giddy, who's who's also uh, uncapped uh, first call up for him in this series, and he's really just burst onto the scene. Whereas you've been around for a while, you've you've paid your dues and you've worked hard to get here. Uh, it, it's not a case of easy come easy go, but uh, you've put in the long the long hard hours, and uh, you must be must be pretty excited to to be in the set. Yeah, I, I, I uh, had a meeting with the coach yesterday and uh, I was telling him that uh, I might be just a little bit nervous in my first training and then um, I just looked at how many games I've played um, in terms of my career and it almost settled my nerves a bit. Um, so I think everyone's got different uh, roads in terms of uh, getting to the top. Mine has obviously been one where I've had to work and uh, just bide my time, so that's going to help me in terms of experience. Um, yeah, so... Now we've just got to wait and see if the chance comes for me to play, and uh, we run with it. Absolutely, and and with the news today, with uh, with Ab De Villiers injured and out for the for the first three, obviously no replacement being called up. Uh, selectors and and the coach confident with uh, with the manpower that they've got, and and that does open up opportunities for other players with with the likes of Ab not available for those first three. No, yes, I think it does open up a few opportunities for guys, and um, I think it's. They're backing the squad that they've picked. Um, so I think that shows confidence in the guys that are obviously uh, picked in the first 15. So I think the guys will appreciate that. And uh, it'll show, it shows a lot of backing. So the guys are obviously going to use the chances that they get and uh, to obviously knuckle their spots down in the team and show, show the coaches and the people what they've got. Wouldn't be fair for me to not talk domestic cricket either. You've uh, you've put in long and hard hours at the Dolphins too as the skipper there. Uh, semi-final tomorrow in the Momentum One Day Cup against the Cape Cobras at, at Newlands. As a Coptonian myself, I'm hoping you guys bring the rain because it seems to have followed uh, the Dolphins around. But if it doesn't, what are you expecting for the Dolphins tomorrow night? Well, we, we, played, a, we played a really good game against the Titans chasing... Um Chasing against them in Centurion. So definitely, I think the guys finished off on a high the last two games. Um, so now, when obviously we go, we've got to see what the pitch gives, gives us. And the guys in a good space. Um, 
So for me, I've just got to hope that the guys are on the money tomorrow and they really want to uh, to play and win that game. And we've won every white ball against the Cobras this season in the T20s and in the one day. So I'm hoping that continues when we move on to the final. But the Cobras are a very strong side. So we've obviously got to be on the money tomorrow as a squad and everyone's got to be present and execute their skills as, as per usual. So I'm expecting the guys to do well because when I left, the team was in a very good space. It must be a bit bittersweet, this call-up for you. It, it's not every day as a as a cricketer you get to play in, in playoff games like semi-finals and finals and uh, and to lead a team in, into situations like that. So for you to, to have to go to the Proteas, yes, it's a, it's a great opportunity, but uh, th- there must be a part of you that wishes you were playing tomorrow night too. Yeah, no, the, the, the guys, uh, especially for me, the one thing is that it's, uh, it is a little bit bittersweet, but you know, it's been a childhood dream for me, obviously, to be to be with the Proteas. And the guys, um, they all aim for it. Every franchise player does. So the guys obviously understand that, you know, it's one of those things. It's just how things have worked out. And what it does is an opportunity is opened up for me here um, at the Proteas, which means it opens up an opportunity for someone uh, to go from an amateur uh, uh, status to play franchise cricket and to go into a semifinal and get the Dolphins over the line um, into the final, that's also another special opportunity for someone who comes into my place. So I think it just opens up opportunities for everyone. And um, it is what it is, I suppose. But I wish the guys well, and I know they wish me well as well. Absolutely. Well, Kaya, congratulations once again on that call-up. Uh, I think very well deserved. Fingers crossed that you do get a look in and get some game time in the series. Uh, and uh, let's hope the Dolphins don't miss you too much tomorrow night against the Cobras. Thank you very much, and I think the, the guys have definitely got my spot covered, so good luck to them. <laughs> have a great one, Kai. Thanks for your time tonight, mate. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The transfer window closes tomorrow night. Lots of action expected in the next 24 hours. As always, lots of speculation uh, around uh, this time of the year. I don't want to get too much into the speculation, but there have been some interesting moves, particularly on the domestic front. And we join now uh, by Chad Clayton from Kickoff Magazine. Chad, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening once again. Thanks for your time. Good evening, Rad. Good to be on. It's nice to, to be back on the show again. Chad, is it just me or there's been a bit more movement than normal? I, I just get the feeling that there's uh, been a lot of movement, particularly in the domestic league, uh, more than we have seen uh, in, in previous seasons. Yeah, for sure. There's, geez, there's been uh, a huge amount of transfers in, in this January transfer window. I think this is probably the, the busiest transfer, the gen, busiest January transfer window uh, in the last five years. Uh, so I think uh, the amount of business that's been done must be massive. I think uh, if we were to calculate on, on transfer fees, I'm sure we'd be talking over uh, the, the eight-digit numbers here. But uh, unfortunately, we don't have those sorts of details here. But yeah, the number of players is staggering. I think uh, everyone knows the, the big teams have really come to the fore. And, and it's, it's exciting to see that, that everyone's just signing top-quality players and and the movement that's been going on was, was all a few shockers and, and quite big moves. So I think uh, it's, a, it's been a very exciting transfer window thus far, and, and we look forward to the deadline day tomorrow. You talk about some of the big clubs. I think the the biggest one, and there's always lots of talk about it because they've got very deep pockets, is Mamelodi Sundowns. Uh, your thoughts on, on their acquisitions, and they've also had quite a few departures in this in this window. 
Yeah, for sure. I think uh, they've let go of seven players uh, in this window and signed four. Uh, the four they brought in is obviously uh, much bigger signings than what they've, they've let go of. I think uh, Aubrey Goma and Jeremy Brocky come to mind. Uh, they've obviously brought in a, a, a striker from Bolivia, a Uruguayan, um, Gaston Torino, and then Siabonga Zulu, who's uh, played one game for Bafana Bafana. So uh, they obviously look to strengthen in areas that they that they really needed to, uh, considering the the departure of, of Kama Billiat and and also uh, uh, their, their quest in in the Champions League this year. I think uh, they've literally just done uh, the business where they needed to, and um, not not over uh, expanding on on the transfer market and 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 signing a massive players like we used to see. Uh, Putso Musimane has really refined the, the, the transfer policy and, and he's done well with, with what he's signed so far. So uh, the seven players that have left have obviously mostly been to kind of open a few foreign spaces uh, and also just to offer game time to guys that, that haven't really been part of the structures in, in recent months. So uh, not not that uh, big of, of, a, of uh, the exits aren't that big. So uh, I think it's it's good business been, that has been done by, by Sundowns overall. Let's talk Kaiser Chiefs. Obviously, a club with a massive fan base, uh, and and they've taken a bit of flack in the last couple of seasons for for not picking up many big names. Uh, they've they've added to their squad, but nothing of of real significance. Your your thoughts on on what's been happening uh, at Naturina in this window? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, they've actually joined the party now in, in terms of uh, signing proper quality. I think uh, it's a bit of a injustice to to Steve Compella, who's now in his last six months. And having to quickly uh, put together this squad and, and try and make a success of it, uh, but the names obviously are, are no uh, pushovers. I think uh, Leonardo Castro is arguably the biggest signing of this window, getting in from from Amalodi Sundowns, uh, and then obviously Sipilele and Changase, who their fans have been calling for for a number of years now. So uh, definitely, Bobby's finally opened up the checkbook and, and really come to the party. Um, also. I think uh, the, the other dealings which which has seen uh, Lorenzo Godinho uh, leave for Bloemfontein Celtic was a bit of a shock. Uh, but in, but in saying that, I think uh, they, they have enough depth in their squad. I think teenage Khadebe has really come to the fore now, uh, having signed in, in July last year. Uh, the trident of, of Daniel Cardozo and uh, uh, Siabonga Angizana has also done quite well in, in recent games. So I think uh, no one will really miss Lorenzo, but Again, you see that uh, teams are really coming to the party and, and they, they realise the value in finding quality instead of quantity. As far as uh, the, the other Soweto Giants, uh, Orlando Pirates, your thoughts on, on, on them in this, in this transfer window? In my mind, I, I don't know, I, I almost get the feeling that they, they're falling a bit behind the, the other big clubs. Look, they were falling behind, but they've actually come to the fore. I think... Uh, they arrived a bit late, uh, fashionably late, I could say, <laughs> uh, having signed uh, Tolam Lambo and uh, Augustine uh, Mulenga yesterday and today. Uh, so those two are obviously big signings. I think Mlambo could be a great asset to, to Mitchell Shredovic's uh, side. Uh, he's, he's obviously been uh, out of favour at Bidvestvitz, but we all, we've all have seen his quality. I mean, helping Bidvestvitz to the MTNA title last year, uh, in 2016, sorry, and then the EPSA Premiership and the, the Telcom knockoff in December. Uh, he's, he's obviously a, a force to be reckoned with in the midfield. 
And uh, I think this is a, a real platform for him to, to challenge himself amongst some of the top players in the country. And then Augustine Molenga is uh, the reigning Zambian Football of the Year, uh, which they've just signed after his recent uh, spell in, 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 the, in the Chan tournament in Morocco, where he scored three goals. I think he was second joint top scorer before uh, uh, Zambia got knocked out of the quarterfinals. And uh, coming from Zanaco, he's obviously got that CAF, CAF experience as well. Uh, he helped the side to the CAF Champions League group stages last year. So he, he brings a lot. And, and uh, I've seen a couple of videos and he looks an exciting prospect. I think uh, once he arrives, he will take some time. But being able to partner with another Zambian in, in Justin Shonga is obviously going to be a plus for him. And, and uh, the, the other big news, I think, is, is Super Sports United having just signed... Uh, Evans Rusike from Marisburg United, we all know that was a target of, of both Orlando Pirates and Kaiser Chiefs, uh, but both were, were just monitoring the situation with Marisburg coming out and saying they're not willing to sell. But for Supersport United uh, to have snapped him up really shows their intent in trying to replace uh, Jeremy Brocky, who's gone to Sundowns. I think uh, they must must have broke a bank for him there. I, think, I don't think he would have come cheap because he was a, a force in... in um, in Marisburg side, having scored five goals in their last eight games. So definitely a big signing for Supersport and, and I think a welcome acquisition for Eric Tinkler after having lost uh, the like of the, the, the quality of Brocky. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I chatted to Fadu Davids last week and he was adamant that uh, Evans Rusike wasn't going anywhere. But uh, so it is in, in football. I, I believe as well that Supersport after James Keane. What, what are the, the odds of that happening? Yeah, I think James is in the last six months of, of his contract now, so he's free to sign a pre-contract with, with any any club of his choice. Uh, having arrived in, in South Africa in 2016, I think he's done fairly well, uh, just a bit hampered by, by the injury struggles. Uh, everyone's seen how, how inconsistent he's been. He's come in for two or three games, scored one or two goals, and then he misses a couple of games uh, through a knee injury that, that keeps recurring. So I think uh, if he does join Supersport, unlikely to happen in, in this transfer window uh, as uh, Jose Pereira has told us on kickoff.com so uh, it's, it's, we're keen to see if Supersport actually approach him, approach him now be, before the transfer window closes because having signed Rusike there's no real rush anymore and uh, with, he, with him being on form for, for Vitz at the moment I don't think uh, Vitz would want to be letting him go for any amount of money at this stage yeah, especially with what's happening at Vitz at the moment. Let's talk about the Cape Town teams, Ajax and uh, City. Any any big big moves there that that uh, you've been surprised by? Uh, not really. I think uh, uh, Cape Town City bringing surprise Alani back to South Africa. Um, but again, uh, not not many of us would have seen or know of his quality. Uh, he left at a very young age, and and having returned now at, at the age of thirty, uh, we we are yet to see what he can really offer. Um, they've also signed uh, a, another foreigner, Masood Juma. Um, there's, there's a f- couple of YouTube clips going around of, of, of Juma as well. Uh, and, and Benny seems to be excited about him. Uh, the striker, obviously, Benny can, can offer a lot of uh, a few tips and, and share his experience with, with the striker and, and, and really help him establish himself in the PSL. And, and we've seen uh, the, the, the likes of Benny working with, with the youngsters before and and, and helping them develop. So I think he could actually be a, a big threat. And, and most of the time we see clubs going abroad to, to sign uh, strikers because of, of the lack of quality in, in South Africa. And uh, I think uh, Benny and, and Cape Town City have done well to go and, and spot some talent uh, across our borders and, and, and try to find out 
who they can sign to to really strengthen their squad. So I think uh, some cheap business, but uh, obviously we we yet to see what the quality he brings to to the side. So uh, we'll have to see about that. Uh, Tenda and Dora coming back to to Ice Cape Town. His, his move is obviously or his eligibility is obviously under scrutiny now. Uh, having played for for three different clubs this season, which is against the the FIFA rules, uh, having he played 13 minutes for Orlando Pirates before he moved to to Saudi Arabia. He played six games there, and now he's played for Ajax. So uh, I don't know. Ajax Ajax will will be shooting themselves in the foot uh, because they they overlooked the FIFA rules and and having played him against uh, Platinum Stars, which they lost. Uh, uh, I think uh, which they which they won. Sorry. Um, I think that there'll be dock points and, and, and could uh, see Ndora sit out for the rest of the season. So a bit of a waste on their side. And I'm sure they would have loved to, to get in an, a different foreigner uh, to add to the, to the quota before the deadline. Absolutely. Well, Chad, thank you so much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Wrap, kickoff.com. If you want to get uh, all the details and the, the moves before uh, the close of the window tomorrow, much appreciated. Have yourself a great evening. Always a pleasure. Enjoy. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, as SASCOC announced its 169-member team to the Commonwealth Games in the Gold Coast in Australia today, the organization's president, Gideon Sam, admitted uh, that the boardroom squabbles didn't affect their preparations. SASCOC recently fired its CEO, Tubby Reddy, after finding him guilty on allegations of sexual harassment and mismanagement. They also got rid of their CFO, Vinesh Maharaj, and Jean Kelly, a senior manager at Reddy's office. Sam says the selection of the Commonwealth team was not affected, but this uh, but admits that it has been damaging to the brand, Sascock. Well, I've said that many times. Apologies, here is the correct clip. We made it very easy. You know, sometimes you must be very strategic when you get involved in these kind of things. You must pull yourself out and put somebody in there and say, can you run it with all this, the structures that you need to have to do this? So... I've not been involved. My focus has been on this. But we had our vice president dealing with these issues. And at the proper time, he will call you in and give you a full, full, full report. But how damaging has it been for Brent Saskok? Well, in any, in any organization, once you are in the front pages, you know, that's, that's, that, that, is, that, that be, does become a problem. Uh, and um, it will take time. And what it will do is for us to come up with the programs that will make people understand that. Yeah, but that's not the end of the world. These guys are still going forward and so on. And that's why, you know, when we, when we show you the, uh, the, 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 the uniform of the athletes, you know, that will be all those kind of things that we're trying to say to you. No, 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 we have not come to an end or a standstill. We're still moving on. And look at what we've got for, for the athletes, for, for the Commonwealth. Team South Africa will be represented in those sporting uh, 16 sporting codes, including swimming, athletics, sevens rugby, boxing, badminton, bowls, cycling, gymnastics, hockey, netball, shooting, table tennis, triathlon, weightlifting and wrestling. After finishing seventh on the medals table in Glasgow four years ago, Sam says they now expect a fifth place finish. No, no, this time around, you know, you can come back with 60 medals and they're all bronze. It doesn't take you up the medal time uh, table. The most important thing is for us to get to position number five. And for you to get into position number five, you have to get gold medals. And our, our approach this time around is we have to get above um, Scotland and above India. And to, and to do that, you have to get gold medals. And that's why 
you 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 bet you put your bets on swimming you put your bets on athletics and you put your bets on bowls those three must lay the foundation for the others to come in you may pick up maybe a grace lahorte in uh, in gymnastics and so on in wrestling some of the boys here in wrestling you can see they are quite pumped up hopefully they they will do it and i know uh, when they are pumped up like that they will definitely be doing things correct so yes our our approach this time is not so much on medals but we need to improve our standing on the medal table because that is what is going to give us more slots in Birmingham in 2022 the department of sport and recreation is contributing 9 million rand to team south africa going to these games minister of sport tulas ngaisi confirms that he'll also be in australia well i've always said unfortunately i'm not a razzmatazz <laughs> I'm interested in development in sport. Mm. I'll be going for the first time. I'll watch and uh, I'll take notes. And then when we come back and do an assessment together with, uh, with the team, maybe I'll be able to make a contribution. A notable omission from the athletics team was 200-meter sprinter Anasa Jobodwana. He's expected to make the team when the relays are announced with the men's sevens rugby team at the end of next month. The 100-meter national record holder, Kani Sambini, has more on his preparations. It's healthy, making sure I'm in a good space, you know, that everything around me is good and I feel really good and I'm looking forward to the games. Um, for me, it's been a great preparation. You know, I started training last year, mid-October. Um, I had to go through my rehab for my hip and um, feeling really good going into March because that's when I open and, you know, just starting the season and looking forward to the season. You know, um, it's a great time to start racing, a great time to, 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 to go there and try to be a better athlete than I was last year. So looking forward to those games taking place uh, in April in Australia. Should be a fantastic showpiece uh, from the 4th to the 15th. I'm super excited. One thing I love about these uh, sort of Commonwealth Games and Olympics is just the sports you don't necessarily get to watch uh, all the time. And one of them is lawn bowls. I am fascinated by lawn bowls. I can sit and watch them till, uh, till the cows come home. So really looking forward to that. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks too to my team in Johannesburg, Zalma and Loyolo as well. Uh, coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. And should you like to get in touch with us, sport at safm.co.za is the email address. Right now it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.